Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Tuesday, August 23rd. Cracked Icons. Today's scripture reading is found in Genesis chapter 3, verses 6 through 8 from the Message Translation, which reads, When the woman saw that the tree looked like good eating and realized what she would get out of it, she'd know everything. She took and ate the fruit and then gave some to her husband, and he ate. Immediately, the two of them did see what's really going on, saw themselves naked. They sewed fig leaves together as makeshift clothes for themselves. When they heard the sound of God strolling in the garden in the evening breeze, the man and his wife hid in the trees of the garden, hid from God. This is God's Word. In the film Gettysburg, which weighing in at four and a half hours is not for the faint of heart, Colonel Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain discusses the humanity and worth of the Negro race with Sergeant Buster Kilrain. Chamberlain says, tell me, Buster, what do you think of the Negroes? Kilrain answers, well, if you mean the race, I don't really know. This is not a thing to be ashamed of. The thing is, you cannot judge a race. Any man who judges by the group is a peewit. You take men one at a time. Chamberlain replies, you see, to me, there was never any difference. None at all. None at all. Of course, I haven't known that many freed men, but those I knew in Bangor, Portland, you'd look in the eye and there was a man. There was a divine spark, as my mother used to call it. That's all there is to it. Races are men. What a piece of work is man. How infinite in faculties and form, movement, how express and admirable in action, how like an angel. Well, if he's an angel, all right then. But he darn well must be a killer angel. Colonel Darling, you're a lovely man. Yet I see a vast, great difference between us. Yet I admire you, lad. You're an idealist, praise be. The truth is, Colonel, there is no divine spark. There's many a man alive no more of value than a dead dog, believe me, when you've seen them hang each other the way I had back in the old country. Quality. What I'm fighting for is to prove I'm a better man than many of them. Where have you seen this divine spark in operation, Colonel? Where have you noted this magnificent equality? I've always loved this exchange for it epitomizes the tension between the glorious human made in the image of God in Genesis 1 and the creature of dust hiding in shame amongst the trees of the garden in Genesis 3. What a piece of work is man. How infinite in faculties and form and movement, how express and admirable in action, how like an angel. Ah, but a killer angel, after all. There's nobody living right, not even one. Nobody who knows the score. Nobody alert for God. They've all taken the wrong turn. They've all wandered down blind alleys. No one's living right. I can't find a single one. 
Their throats are gaping graves, their tongues slick as mudslides. Every word they speak is tinged with poison. They open their mouths and pollute the air. They race for the honor of center of the year, litter the land with heartbreak and ruin. Don't know the first thing about living with others. They never give God the time of day. That's Paul's patchwork of Old Testament quotations detailing our less than sterling qualities. Killer angels, indeed. If we are icons, well, all right then. But clearly, we are cracked icons. Those cracks threatening to swallow us up as effectively as when the earth opened its maw to swallow rebellious Korah and his household, as we find ourselves at odds with the divine, with creation, and with each other. Yes, now there is, in fact, the other, and with ourselves. And yet, there is no indication God either withdrew our status as icons or the original blessing with which he embraced creation. Rather, into the ever-expanding breach, Emmanuel has flown to repair, to mend, to restore, to make whole what was clearly cracked, so that we all might learn once again to lean into the better angels of our nature. Angels, yet killer angels, we are a mashup of the virtuous and the vicious, the vibrant and the vile. As a follower of breeding, perhaps revisit Paul's poignant inner struggle with the opposing natures he found surging within himself that he relates in Romans chapter 7, verses 14 through 25. Unless you've already had enough of the downside of our cracked nature for today. Then pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. Which do you feel most defines you at this moment? Genesis 1 or Genesis 3? Are you a little lower than the angels or are you hiding among the trees in the garden? How can the cracked icon that is me, that is you, be mended? Are you experiencing this mending? How do we lean into the better angels of our nature? Lord, how profoundly aware I am of the cracks in me, the fissures and fault lines that threaten to swallow me whole. And yet I sense something more, something yet of you. Call it a divine spark or perhaps better, a smoldering wick. Fan it into flame yet again, O Lord. Mend each breach in the cracked icon of me, that your image in me, restored and redeemed, may become a vessel of healing and life in the wide world. Through your Spirit, in, with, and upon me. Amen.